Welcome back to Straight to DVD. Believe it or not, we're here again to talk about more movies. Hell yeah, brother. What are we talking about today? We're talking about Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, we're doing specifically Nolan Batman movies. Yeah, so I guess we should go chronologically, right? I think that makes the most sense. Talk that about makes the most sense. Batman Begins. Yeah, let's begin uh, with Batman Beginning. Yeah, Batman Began. Yeah. Uh, I think oh, 2005. When Tell ba- us about it. Batman Begins uh, came out. It was a, unlike all the other previous Batman uh, films, the Val, the Val Kilmer one, the Michael Keaton one, the George Nipple Clooney one. Yes, the uh, bad card. Yes. Uh, this one took itself way more seriously uh, and way darker than those other films did. It was very grounded, very Nolan-esque. Um, it was a, a, an interesting start-off for the character. Uh this is an interesting piece of trivia that I just want to throw out there. You actually don't see Bruce Wayne in the Batman suit until over an hour into the film. Wow. Yeah. What's he doing before that? He's training with the League of Shadows. He's going oh. around uh, Gotham uh, after he'd been away for like eight years, four or eight years, one or the other. I think um, four. He was he was gone for eight after... Uh, yeah, right, in between, in Dark, between Knight and, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Right. That's right, that's right. Um... So he'd been gone training with uh, Liam Neeson and the League of Shadows and, yes. and Ra's al Ghul. Yes. Uh, a lot of people say Raish al Ghul. Do they? I've yeah, never it's, heard that. It's not in the movie, but like in, in the extended stuff, like in a lot of the, the cartoon movies and in the games, they yeah. call him Raish al Ghul, and I hate that. I think I'm, it's dumb. I've never heard that. His name is Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. He is the, the leader of the League of Shadows. Um, and so that is, that is essentially what the movie about, is about. It's about... Him getting his training, learning to be Batman, going back to Gotham, trying to clean it up. Um, and it's about him believing that Gotham can be saved. And it's about the League of Shadows believing that the only way is to restart and to purge Gotham. Hmm. So uh, so that's really the main the main conflict of the film. Interesting. And Scarecrow, played by Killian Murphy, who's actually one of my favorite actors. I thought it was Cillian Murphy. It's Killian. It's Killian. Okay. I thought I thought it was Cillian Murphy for the longest time too. Okay. And then uh, I, I I was corrected by somebody who was like offended when I said Cillian Murphy. Fuck that kind guy. Of, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. I think he's one of our friends. But yeah, so it's like it's uh it's an origin story. It's a uh, Nolan's take on the Batman Bruce Wayne origin story, uh, and it focuses on the League of Shadows and Scarecrow working for the League of Shadows, and the the essential theme of the movie is fear. It's about uh, you know Bruce Wayne overcoming his fear of bats and using his fear as a weapon. It's about the League of Shadows using fear as a weapon. It's about Scarecrow yes. using his toxin to instill fear as a weapon. Um, and you know, but Bruce Wayne has that great where Alfred is just like, why, why bats, Master Wayne? And he's like, bats terrify me, Alfred. That was a horrible Christian name. <laughs> bats terrify me, Alfred. <laughs> uh, it's time my enemies felt my fear. Yeah, that was yeah, a good. That was a good. Uh... Thanks, dude. What's his name? Christian Bale. Christian Bale, yeah. yeah. His Batman voice is like so memeable, though. Yeah. Where is she? Where are the drugs going? Where is she? <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> yeah, in the, the first... Be- best line in any movie <laughs> ever, hands down, no questions asked. Best line. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the difference between you and me? <laughs> I'm, I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw that in theaters, I couldn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> I was like, what did he just say? Like, what the oh, fuck? Oh, hockey pads. 
Yeah, it's like, yeah. The beginning of the Dark Knight is so weird because it's just like Scarecrow. He's like, that's the the uh, the Ukrainian gangster is just yeah. like, that's why we bring dogs. <laughs> <laughs> He's like has three Rottweilers and they like go for Batman and, yeah. and like they like hurt him pretty badly. <laughs> so like, then he has to go get his suit redesigned to, yeah. to fight against dogs. Deal with dogs. So you, I mean, so you told us about Batman Begins. You want to tell us a little bit about Dark Knight? Oh sure. Well, uh, the Dark Knight comes. Well, the the, the Batman Begins ends with uh, them being like, oh, there's a new player in town. There's this new baddie in town. And he's like, oh, who is it? He leaves a calling card, and it's a Joker card. It's like, yeah. ooh, the Joker's coming. Yeah. And the next one. So I believe the Dark Knight takes place pretty soon after mm-hmm. Batman Begins ends. Um, and I, I think most would agree, I'm sure you would agree with me, that probably the Dark Knight is the, the, the golden goose of these three movies. Yes. Arguably one of the best superhero movies made or best like It's probably the best book. superhero comic book movie ever made. I I probably would be inclined to agree, mostly because it doesn't feel like one. Yeah. No, like it really doesn't feel like one. It's a, it's a very I mean, he does this with the trilogy. Rises gets a little out of control, but the the, the second film is like super grounded and it's like it's not even like a superhero movie. It's like a it's a, a movie a, about crime. It's a crime movie. It's a movie about terrorism. Yeah. Um, and it's like really effective in in that regard. You know, we see the inner workings of the mob, how the Joker infiltrates the mob and like uses it as a weapon. Um, and I mean, you know, of course, it's like well, Heath Ledger's Oscar-winning performance and in, in it uh, is great. But like, whereas Batman Begins is about fear, The Dark Knight is sort of about chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about this one man who all he wants to do is instill chaos. It's like Alfred has that that bit where he's like, some there's some men can't be bought or reasoned yeah. with. Some men just want to watch the world burn, yeah. which is the perfect encapsulation of the Joker character. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what that movie's about. Is just like how do you, how do you beat a man, when he has no weakness? Yeah. Like it's not like he wants something and you're trying yeah. to deprive him of something he wants. It's just like, as as Heath Ledger's Joker says, it's, uh, this is what happens when an immovable force meets an unstoppable yeah. or an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Uh, and it's like, oh, the only way to stop me, you're gonna have to break your one rule. It's like yeah. you have, you're gonna have to kill, kill me. me. Yeah. Um, which is like, you know, it's the complete antithesis. Joker's perfect. He's a perfect Batman, but it's the complete ant- antithesis of what Batman represents. So that movie is is like, it's almost standalone in its in its in itself. Like, you yeah. don't need to see Batman Begins no, to, to like enjoy The Dark Knight. I, went, I, I had seen Batman Begins before I saw The Dark Knight, but I didn't really remember anything of it, and yeah. it didn't take away from my viewing or my viewing pleasure of The Dark Knight. Right, no. The all. Dark Knight's fantastic. It's just like this great standalone Batman. Because like everybody knows who Batman is. Yeah. Like you know his origin. You know his parents die. Yeah. Like Gotham what? City, yada, yada. Oh shit. Did I spoil him? Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Top parents? Yes. Believe it or not. The man was birthed by by two, two bats. Ladies? No, two, two bats. bats. <laughs> yes. Two bats consummated in the yeah. Batcave and out came Christian Bale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... So that was that's the second movie in the trilogy, and then the third one, of course, is The Dark Knight Rises, which right off the bat, I I think it's such a weird movie because it almost feels like a sequel to Batman Begins, because yes. it's it's a continuation of the League of Shadows. You have Bane, mm-hmm. played by Tom Hardy, who's a member of the League of Shadows, and he's like trying to finish what Ra's al Ghul started, and then you have Marion Cotillard, who plays Ra's al Ghul's daughter Talia al Ghul, and it's like the two of them. Mm-hmm trying to finish what uh, the dad started. Uh, and it's it's weird the way the movie is constructed because it almost it almost sort of ignores um, a lot of what the Dark Knight sort of sets up. 
with yes. if, if if you know rest in peace if Heath Ledger hadn't passed away tragically the Joker would have been in, in the third Batman yeah. movie and he would have been a very large part of it no yeah. question so unfortunately him passing away I think really threw Nolan for a loop and he had to sort of figure out how he was yeah. going to close this trilogy without Heath Ledger well I think when I think when Nolan originally approached Warner Brothers about making a Batman movie I think he he pitched them on the idea of a, of a trilogy and he knew exactly what he wanted to happen in the first one in the second one and in the third one mm-hmm. he had a complete you know three act structure and story that that he wanted to tell and I mean I totally agree I think you know losing Heath Ledger completely you know derailed his train in terms of where his third movie was going to go and because of that the movie fucking sucked yeah it's it just feels like a weird Frankenstein mix of a lot of things and it's very all over the place um, and kind of doesn't make sense for a lot of it it's like the whole the whole villain plan to like take over the city it's just such a weird plot where it's like the criminals are running the city for like eight months or like six months or something while Bruce yeah. Wayne is away trapped in the in the prison while he's like healing from his back being broken oh because he's, he's, he goes away after the Joker Right, he, and then he, comes he takes back. a hiatus because of his Harvey Dent run and when he yeah. falls off the scaffold yeah. or whatever. And it's like his leg is all fucked up. Yeah. Um, and he, right, the, the Dark Knight ends with him being hunted yeah. and having the Harvey Dent killings being pinned on him to preserve the, you know, the ideals of Harvey Dent and what he did to try to yeah. keep Gotham as clean as possible. And that's Bane's plan to reveal that, oh, it's built on a lie. Yeah. Um, where it's like, well, it's another great thing about the Dark Knight is it, it, it raises this interesting idea and question that, you know, some lies are maybe worth it yeah. to, you know... For the greater good. For the greater good to, like, some people's hope is, is worth being rewarded. Yeah. Uh, which is why, like, Alfred burns the letter of Rachel telling Bruce that she was going to pick Harvey Dent. Because, yeah. like, what's the harm in him living his life thinking yeah. that she loved him? Yeah when it's not the truth like it doesn't matter either way and it's you know it's the same thing with like oh Gotham City it'll be better thinking that Harvey yeah. wasn't a criminal yeah um and that's sort of really the only continuation that the third one pulls from the Dark Knight is like this Harvey Dent idea yeah um but the movie itself is just sort of like this weird mix of all these things it's like he's away for like months in this yeah. prison and like Commissioner Gordon and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's uh, cop character or sort of like fighting behind the scenes yeah. in Gotham to keep it from it's it's just, it's just a very sort of bizarre uh, film and like Anne Hathaway's yeah. Catwoman is running around yeah you could see where the trilogy was going and yeah. then it seemed like that one domino of Heath Ledger dying mm-hmm. just s- somehow spread into other aspects of the movie right that still could have been pretty good but ultimately ended up not working at all. I, I, what? How does no one in Gotham City realize that Bruce Wayne and Batman are both gone for eight years and both fucking come back at the same time? Right. And no one's like, oh, dude, that's the same dude. Right, exactly. It's, I mean, it's, it's like, it's the, it's the superhero joke. It's like, yeah. oh, Spider-Man is in, or Peter Parker's in Europe, yeah. and now Spider-Man's in Europe. It's like, yeah. mm. But, I mean, the, the problem with that happening in a movie like The Dark Knight Rises is because the first two are so grounded in reality that, we're, we're not supposed to kind of, you know, have that kind of, you know, suspensive belief that, you know, something like this could happen in this world because right. the world that 
Nolan built in these first two films is so like the one that we actually live in. Mm -hmm. And we all know if that happened in our real world, we would all know right away. Right. So I think just like right from there, The Dark Knight Rises doesn't work and kind of is forced to push itself further into the kind of, you know, gimmicky, goofy sort of world that we see other superhero movies living in. And Some, something about the third movie in these superhero trilogies is like always like they can't land they can't on land their feet. Yeah. Like Spider-Man 3, X-Men 3. Yeah. Uh, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like the third movie is like cursed in these trilogies. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say something that I do like about uh, Dark Knight Rises, it has one of my favorite fight scenes in the trilogy in it. Let's hear it. When Batman first fights Bane in the sewers. Oh, when Bane breaks his when back. When Bane breaks his back. Like, there's no music at all. It's just the two of them beating the, the shit out of each other. Um, and, like, he, Batman is not in his prime. And it's like Bane is just toying with him the whole time. And he's just like... You finally see an adversary that, like, he can't... Because Batman is all... You know, obviously, he's he's smart. He's, a, like, the world's greatest detective or whatever. But he's he's all brawn. Um, and he, like, you know, he beats people to a pulp. That, that's why the Joker character is so effective. It's like Heath Ledger has that... He has that line in the in the police interrogation where he's like you you can't like you have nothing to do with all your strength yeah like this is not a fight you can win yeah uh with your fists um and that's that's why the bane character is is for the most part pretty good because it's just like oh well like i am physically your opponent yeah and like i'm your physical betterment i mean i think that's part of why why the dark knight rises needed the joker because you i mean at least in in batman begins you kind of have Ra's al Ghul as, you know, a, a, another brute who who can fight Bruce Wayne, you know, hand-to-hand. Mm-hmm. -hand. But then Scarecrow is kind of this, like, he's this, like, scrawny little little dude who Batman can throw around, and it's fun to watch, you know, right. Batman just, you know, toy with this dude. Same with the Joker. He's he's not physically imposing, you know, right. by any means, and Batman can toss him around like a rag doll. Right. And you needed someone like that in the Dark, in the dark Knight, where Batman could kind of just like toss him around and get angry and you know right that's yeah and that's you know that's what's interesting about sort of the structure of of the Dark Knight the second film is that both of his both of, like two arguably the two most iconic villains the Joker and Two Face it's like they're not you're not giving any love to the Riddler uh well <laughs> no I'm not <laughs> I am not uh you know the, a lot of Batman's characters like challenge him mentally and intellectually. Yeah. And it's like him fighting Harvey hand to hand is like oh he'll kick Harvey's ass or him yeah. fighting the Joker hand to hand is like oh he kicks the Joker's ass. It's what the characters like do, and 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 represent and and how they challenge him, which is interesting. Where it's like you get you get Bane and it's just like more of a physical challenge for uh, for Bruce to overcome. Um, but it's like you know he breaks his fucking back. Let's talk about something that fucking is absolutely idiotic and makes no fucking sense. It's like he Bane breaks his back and then throws him in that underground prison, and like the two guys are like, "Oh, we'll help you, Bruce Wayne," and they like hang him from a rope, and that's supposed to align his yeah. like vertebrae. It's like what? That's how I'd fix my back when I broke it. You just hung from a rope, yeah, and like had some guy just like yeah, hit you on the back really yeah. hard. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 
Yeah. Totally and then he's fine. And then he's totally fine. Yeah. And then how does he fly from that from that fucking cell in the oh, Middle East back yeah. to Gotham? It's, it makes how no does he sense. Get there? It makes no sense. The whole movie is terrible. It's yeah. It, it it's just like too many moving parts, and it's like it felt like oh this all needs to wrap up. We have Catwoman we have for no Bane, reason. For no reason, you really don't need Catwoman in that movie. Uh, you have Talia Al Ghul, which is like the most obvious worst twist of all time. Yeah. It's like she's clearly a bad guy, uh, and uh, there's the worst death scene ever recorded. Her sitting in the truck. <laughs> it's like that was the best take. That it's just yeah. Marion Cotillard, this award-winning actress, and it's like this is what you get. She's just like. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> It's like what the fuck? Even it cuts back to like Gary Oldman and Anne Hathaway looking at her, being like, "What? What a bad actress! Yeah. <laughs> that was bad acting." Yeah. Um, but it you know it feels overstuffed and it's bloated and like the scenes are sort of disjointed and disconnected and it's like he doesn't really know what to do with some of the care like Morgan Freeman like Lucius the Lucius Fox character like he doesn't really know how to use yeah in the Dark Knight Rises, uh, you know and it, we haven't talked about the worst. The thing about the Dark Knight Rises. What? What's the worst thing? The single biggest issue that doesn't work. Which is? The entire trilogy, he's setting up Bruce Wayne to die. Oh, right. And he doesn't fucking kill Bruce Wayne. He doesn't go through with it. Yeah. We get this, like, fake out with the bat wing. Whatever. His flying... Yeah. His flying... And then no one notices billionaire Bruce Wayne who disappeared... Yeah, right. In, ...at a cafe in Paris. The richest man in the world. Yeah. No one in Paris has access to the internet or a yeah, television right. and would have no idea what Bruce Wayne looks like. Right, because it's, re- it's revealed at the end of the movie to the world that Bruce Wayne was Batman, right? Am I re- remembering that correctly? I have no idea. I don't think I, so. You don't... I, I was so pissed off by the end of the movie, I probably stopped paying attention. Yeah. But it is revealed that... Uh, that uh, not Jake Gyllenhaal. Fucking Joseph Gordon-Lovett is his middle name is Robin. That uh, yeah, I we <laughs> we so like didn't need like, that scene is so it's like the Han Solo scene like S O L O. It's just like he goes, he's like, oh, you have a beautiful middle name. You should go by it. And he's just like, uh, uh, I don't like it. John Robin Blake. Yeah. It's just like, why? You didn't need to give him the name. It's just like, you can still have the ending where he, like, finds the Batcave, and it's just like, oh, he's yeah. going to be his successor. Yeah. He doesn't need to be fucking named need... Robin. Yeah. Also, who would suggest to someone that they go by their middle name? When does that ever happen? No. It's it's just like Chris Nolan being, like, the right... I, I would imagine the studios were just like, oh, you have... The audiences are dumb. They need to know he's Robin. Yeah. He will be Robin, or whatever. But, I mean, I mean leading, leading into the movie, right, we have this whole setup of, you know, he drops so many hints throughout Dark Knight, and... and Batman begins that, you know, Bruce Wayne as a man can't do much, but, you know, the symbol of Batman can, you know, be so much more. It can bring all this hope, and it doesn't matter who the man is behind the mask, as long as the mask is there. Right. And it's all set up that, you know, Bruce Wayne is eventually going to die. He's gonna, he's gonna meet his demise, and he's gonna, he's gonna fucking die. And Bruce Wayne dying doesn't mean that Batman dies. And we have all these trailers with, with, Jason Joseph Gordon Joseph Gordon Levitt Joseph Gordon Jason Gordon Levitt Jason Jason Joseph Lovitz <laughs> John Lovitz yeah as, John, as, as John Lovitz as Batman <laughs> but we, we I mean we I mean we we know J- Joseph Gordon Lovitz going to be in the movie and we know that he's going to be a Robin type figure but because of the universe that Christopher Nolan set up we we're expecting him to not explicitly be Robin right but just be someone who will eventually take the Batman mask and you know continue to serve as that symbol of hope for people and all of that is just 
destroyed. No, it's just beaten over the head. It's like, you know, you he doesn't need to be called Robin for him to be Robin. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I don't know. The entire movie, he's a Robin-esque figure. We don't need him to explicitly ever be right. Robin. Right. Um, But they, sh- yeah, they really... Sh- well, and it, the, the stupid thing about them doing the, the Bruce Wayne death fake-out is there's that wonderful little piece of acting by Michael Caine at the end of The Dark Knight Rises where he's like, I failed you, Master Wayne, I failed you. And he's like crying at his gravestone. Yeah. And it's like, well, that, that scene is like completely pointless. pointless then when yeah. he sees him alive at the yeah. end. It's like, uh, you know, have the balls to kill the character. Yeah. It's not like we're you're making more, you know, Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale Batman movies and... You know, we need this character down the line to keep pumping out money. Right. You know, this is the end of the line. Right. Well, if I recall correctly, Warner Bros. like was ready to throw an obnoxious amount of money at Nolan and Christian Bale to to, do to, an, to keep it going. And Nolan was like, no, I'm done with the trilogy. And they were like, oh, okay, well, now we're going to do the DC Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And they were trying to get Christian Bale back for that. Yeah. And he was like, absolutely not. Like, that's, no. that's ridiculous. So we get Batfleck instead. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Fucking brother. Fucking Batfleck. Alcoholic Batfleck. Fuck yeah. It, it seems very non-Chris Nolan, a lot of what happens in The Dark Knight Rises. I, I would imagine that probably the producers, the one who were flinging the money yeah. around, being like, no, you have to have a Robin character. You cannot kill Batman just in case we want to bring him back or whatever, or do another one, whether you do it or not. Like, yeah. these are the stipulations. You can make the movie you want. You know, it didn't feel. I don't. I don't. I think the trilogy was so big at that point because of yeah. how successful the Dark Knight was, that you know he sort of lost his his reins on it, and yeah. maybe his complete creative control. And the studios were just like, "No, this is an absolute cash cow now." And like, yeah. we need to do. We there are these beats we need to hit. It's such a shame. It is absolutely it's such a shame because it's such. You know, you if you watch the trilogy. By the way, I'm not the Batman Begins. I don't think is aged very well action wise if you watch the action in that movie it's very difficult to see what's going on it's it's horribly edited and and shot like everything is close up you can't really tell Dude, what's going Christopher on Christopher Nolan his movies have some of the best editing I I agree but that world. that Batman begin in the world in the world is the best editor of all time yeah. haven't you seen Memento or Dunkirk those movies are all about editing I do. I, I love Memento though yeah. well no 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 editing the editing is fine but it's the way the the, the action is shot yeah. and then it's cut together it's like it's almost like I like the Jason Bourne movies, like the Bourne Ultimate and Bourne Supremacy, all those movies. Like I think those are great espionage movies. But the the action in those movies, it's like so hard to follow. It's, yeah. it's like these jump cuts and this like you're sitting in the theater, you're like, what am I even looking at? Um, and and that's basically when you have uh, stunt coordinators dealing with actors who maybe like can't sell a long shot, and so like they have to edit a scene yeah. around a, per- around. a performance yeah. or whatever based off how it's choreographed, or the actors being unable to sell it or whatever. But, you know... It's, so it just boils down to Christian Bale being a bad actor. Uh, yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yes. Academy Award winning Christian Bale is a yeah. bad actor. Um, and so, I, you know, I don't think Batman Begins has... I, th- I think the, the way it sets up the, the trilogy is good, and I, I think the performances are good, and I think the story is pretty good. Um, but, like, the action really suffers in it. And, like, pacing-wise, it's, it's a little bizarre. Uh, so, like, it, I think if I were to rank them, I think The Dark Knight is obviously the best of the three. Yeah. Um, and then I think Batman Begins is probably second, and then like mm-hmm. Dark Knight Rises, just because it's such a mess. Yeah, it's probably it's like number a three. Far off. Yeah, third, yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I think if you if you cleaned up 
Dark Knight Rises a little bit. You edited it down because it's way, it's way too long as well. I think if you edited it down, you change the plot and pacing a little bit, maybe remove one or two characters, change the ending. I think it could be pretty solid. Um, but as as it stands, I think it's a little bit of a, a mess in its current state. Um, Sorry to keep yeah. harping on this. Uh, no, 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 no. On this on this Heath Ledger, uh, yeah, yeah, train, but. Um, I thought it was kind of weird that the the Joker character isn't mentioned at all, right? And I understand that it was it was done out of respect, right? It was the, a, it was a creative the, decision by no for, one for the late Heath Ledger, and I I I totally get that. Um, you don't want to you know kind of you don't want to tarnish this person's legacy inadvertently by you know trying to explain what happened to the character and why they're no longer around mm-hmm. and just like completely leaving them out out of out of respect for that tragedy but the the character of the joker was so big in the dark knight and was kind of the driving Ar- force. arguably the most famous part of the whole trilogy yeah his performance and that character yeah. um it's really the driving force in, in the dark knight and to just have that character go away even without like a throwaway line like mm-hmm. Oh, isn't it weird how that fucking clown dude just disappeared? Right. After all that it's like shit. Every happened? criminal on the island gets released. And yeah. the third one, then it's like the Joker's nowhere to be found. Yeah. Um I understand why it was done, but I thought it it definitely took away from, from the story of the Dark Knight Rises. No, absolutely. It totally did. Um and yeah, I guess there's there's no real way around that. Like the performance was so good and it's an Oscar winning performance, it's like, oh god, like you can't really recast that. No, not at all. It's like very, very difficult. Um, yeah, speaking of recasting, how'd you feel about Maggie Gyllenhaal? Oh, uh, right, as opposed to Katie Holmes. Uh, I, fi- I, find Rachel, I find the Rachel Dawes character to be pretty annoying. <laughs> She's got this like really annoying personality in The Dark Knight, and it's like the richest, most powerful men in Gotham are like all fawning over her and like all want her. And it's like, really? <laughs> why? Yeah, why? Like, what about... She's annoying. She has no charisma. <laughs> She's fucking. All she's doing is cause problems, and then the Joker's like, "You must be Harvey Squeeze, <laughs> and you are being uniform." <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Who wrote the script? <laughs> Fuck you, Christopher You're Nolan, idiot. <laughs> kill Bruce Wayne. Yeah, kill Bruce Wayne. Make kill... a make a fourth one and fucking kill him. That'd be great, dude. I you know I would watch a fourth Chris Nolan Batman where he's just yeah. like off the rails, just like here we have new Batman. Yeah. John Robin Blake, John Lovitz as Batman. <laughs> John Lovitz as as Batman. Yeah. John Lovitz as Robin with Robin as Batman. <laughs> I would love to see John Lovitz in a Robin costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Christian Bale comes back as Bruce Wayne, and for no reason whatsoever, they just kill him. Yeah, like in the first ten minutes, of the yeah. John Lovitz as John Robin Lovitz kills. Robin. <laughs> He's like, "No, this is my job." <laughs> stabs him in the gut or something. He stabs him in the back, and then backstabbers plays. Him. Yeah. That, that would be a good movie. Absolutely. We should write it, dude. We should pitch it to Warner Bros. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. down. What do you think about uh, Robert Paddington as Robert Paddington? Patton's, Pat, what's his name? Paddington? Robert Paddington the Bear? 2. Robert Paddington 2 as, <laughs> as, uh, as, as Chris Batman. Nolan. Yes. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't care. He's a pretty good actor. I don't care about any of this shit. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, need, I don't need a... I don't need a Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. I don't need another. I don't need a fucking like eighth Batman. Yeah, the D the DC films are like really like what the fuck yeah. is going on? Like you you struck gold with with this Dark Knight trilogy. Just leave it. Yeah. Just leave it there. Yeah. Go on and make other stuff. It was it was the perfect Batman story. Give me a Flash trilogy. 
Oh, that'd be interesting. Give me a, a Green Lantern trilogy. Did you see the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern? Fuck no. God, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, no thanks. Ugh. Terrible. Um, We haven't talked enough about about the Dark Knight. No, And dude. why it's so great. It's fantastic. I mean, you know, there, there are some things you can pick apart, and it, like... Nobody raised an eyebrow to the school bus at the beginning, driving out of the bank, joining the other school buses. And, like, there are little things you can poke holes in, but it's, but, I mean, like, you know. Yeah, that's are real, we, are that's we, real nitpick. Like, are we really those, those assholes? Yeah, we could be. <laughs> we could be. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I just, I think it's just such a fucking good script, dude. Like, it's, like, such a good script. Uh, and the performances are, like, out of control in it. Um, it I should have th- been nominated for Best Picture. Absolutely. It's ridiculous that it wasn't. Um, it's the reason why Black Panther got nominated for right, Best Picture. Right, right. They were like, "Damn, we didn't give it to the Dark Knight. We got to give it yeah, to the we... Black Panther." <laughs> this is the only other movie that makes sense. Right. Uh, yeah, I think the Dark Knight's probably my favorite superhero movie. I think Logan might be a close second. Okay. I love Logan. I'm a okay. huge fan of Logan. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, like. I, a lot of people who are like not that crazy about the Dark Knight film, I think they say like, well, if you take Heath Ledger out of it, like the movie's only good because of the Joker and only Heath Ledger. And it's like, I don't that's think, not, I, yeah, I, I don't think that's true the either. The movie's so great. It has amazing practical effects. Yeah, dude. The, absolutely. That chase scene with the, with the fucking truck. Oh, where they actually flip the where truck. Where they flip the truck. Yeah. I, I like pop a hard one every time <laughs> I rewatch that and that truck flips over. It's such a yeah, dope dude. shot. When the truck goes in the air, my pee-pee goes in the air, dude. <laughs> yeah, t- <laughs> That's how it works. Absolutely. That's how it works. You want to hear some of the movies that were nominated over Dark, this, Dark Knight? Is this going to aggravate me? It's going to aggravate me. Great. The, these are movies that have completely faded out of the cultural consciousness. Right. Um, so, Slumdog Millionaire 1, uh-huh. which still I like, I like, as, I like as the movie. A, a, one of the better movies of the aughts. Yeah. It was a solid movie. Yeah. Um, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Nah. I've never seen it. I have no nah. interest in it. Very overrated. It seems like a... It's an Oscar bait movie. Yeah. Frost Nixon. Another Oscar... I liked Frost Nixon, but it was like another just, Oscar bait movie. Yeah. It's just like a weird... It, it started as a play. It's actually a much better play than it is a film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Frank Langella won, right? I think he did. Uh, yeah. Uh, Milk. Oh, no. Sean Penn won. Right, Milk. Sean yeah. Penn won for that. Um... Yeah, another Oscar bait. Another Oscar bait. It was, I mean, it was good, but solid. Yeah, and the reader. Ugh, yawn. Never, never saw. Yawn. That's a movie that just it came in as Oscar bait. It was released at the right time, got nominated, and then just just crawled back into its hole and disappeared. Ridiculous. And the Dark Knight is the only. I mean. What five, five films nominated there? Yeah. Like these days, they get nominate like ten films. Yeah. Well, that's why because people were so upset about the Dark Knight not getting a nomination, right? That the Academy expanded it to to nine or ten. Right. Right. Because um, you pull in because you get more people to show up, you get more yeah. people to watch. And also, a lot of times, these big blockbuster movies are better than the Oscar bait movies. Absolutely. That end up getting nominated. Absolutely. I mean, like Mad Max, for instance. Those four the... movies were fucking trash. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Garbage films. Garbage. The what? Reader? I don't even know what The Reader is about. <sighs> the Reader can kiss my fucking It's about a book, dingus hole. book club. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it is. But... Did any trucks flip in The Reader? No. I don't fucking think so. No. Did Heath Ledger put a, put a fucking pencil through anyone's eye? God, that scene is great. So good. Yeah. Dark Knight is so good. Dark Knight's great, dude. It's riveting. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's amazing. Yeah, it kind of got aside from the best supporting actor. I think the film kind of did get shafted. Totally got shafted. In, in the uh, the Oscar 2008 Oscars. Yeah. Where does uh, Heath Ledger's performance in that rank in terms of your all time best oh. acting? I th- I think that uh, part of the reason why his performance is so incredible in that film is because. Heath Ledger before that film was like the pretty boy. He was like the pretty boy with the long blonde hair. He did all these rom coms. Yeah. Uh, and he and did broke back. Right, 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 or he's right. A pretty boy. And he broke his back. Mountain. He is bro- that his, why? Is that why they break his back? In Batman's back. In yeah, Dark yeah. Night it's Rises? yeah. Brokeback Mountain. Is, back to Brokeback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brokeback Mountain is actually a prequel. To that's uh, where the to Batman begins. Is that why the Joker goes so insane? Right, because exactly. he couldn't love Jake Gyllenhaal right. the way that he wanted to. Right, the exactly. Way that society they, would let him. They can't be butt buddies anymore, so he so he, he cuts put, his face, he cuts his face, and, and puts, puts on, on makeup, clown and he, makeup, and he moves to Gotham City. Yeah, from yeah. from Wyoming. From, from Wyoming, yeah. <laughs> he rides his horse all yeah, the way. All there. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, but, who's this new who's this new gay boy in town? So he, fuck that! I'm tearing this city up. <laughs> But so, like, when, when he was cast as the Joker, everyone was like, what a horrible pick. Yeah. Like, you can't get anybody else. Like, Heath Ledger, that's ridiculous. And then that first trailer came out, and everyone was like, holy shit. Um, but it's like, the reason he was so good is because he, like, there's that, that famous story of him being, like, he, he got a hotel room for, like, 30 days and bought, like, all these Batman comics and just, yeah. like, stayed in the room and, like, researched the character, like, wrote a journal as the yeah. character, like, worked on the voice like tried to figure out the voice and like he did the makeup design himself like he put the makeup yeah. on once and then uh the costume and makeup crew like yeah. took a photo of him after he put the makeup on and then copied that every time they were about to film so like the makeup was technically yeah. him um so he really did from the ground up build the character himself uh and it's just like it was such a different take on uh, the character because it's like the the Jack Nicholson version and then like in the comics or in the animated series it's like he's much goofier yeah and he's not as like horrifying yeah it's like in this he's just like holy he's shit he's terrifying just, he's a horrible murderer yeah <laughs> it's just like I mean even like little details like the makeup and how it's not completely covering his face you can still see little pieces of skin yeah right he, he doesn't take the time to right know, he just doesn't give fully, a shit yeah to fully put it on and you know it's like been the, on like, his face for so the long weird, and... like the greasy hair it's, you know, usually he has, like, a nice, like, gelled back haircut, uh, you know, very right. put together green hair, but in this it's just, right. it's greasy and it looks like he just got out of the shower, but it also looks like he hasn't showered in days. Yeah. I, I mean, it was... Well, I, I, part of the part of the reason why his performance is so fucking good, too, is it's like, he's clearly having so much fun yeah. as an actor uh, with it, and it's like, his dialogue is so fucking good, and like, his... Uh, his relationships with the other actors and his chemistry with them is so fucking good. And it's like every scene he's in, it's just like he completely steals. Yeah. I feel uh, like you can even see in like Christian Bale's face in some of the scenes where they're together. Like it kind of seems like Christian Bale is like kind of like not fully in his role and kind of just like in awe of what Heath Ledger is completely doing. Completely overshadowed. And he, yeah. It, you, can, it, you get a sense that he feels like he's being overshadowed and he's like, shit, I am not up to the task of acting on screen with this dude right. at this moment in right. time. I'm fucking over here yelling, where is she? And Heath Ledger is just like blowing the fucking roof off with his Joker. And I just have to yell in this stupid fucking Batman voice. Oh man. But it kind of, it actually, I think it kind of works. Cause it's just like, you know, if Christian Bale as the actor is feeling like, holy shit, like how do I compete with this? That's kind of what like the Batman character is going through too. So it like, yeah. sort of works. Um, 
Totally but, what they were going for. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> Chris Nolan was just like, yeah, I want you to... Oh, Heath, yeah. Heath, make him feel inferior. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, but it's just like, fuck, it's just such a good performance. Yeah. And it really, it elevates the movie so heavily. The movie is good in its own right, but it's like that performance. Yeah. It's like out of control. I mean, if you watch the movie and, and kind of try to take yourself away from you know just focusing on how good Heath Ledger is I mean the movie still works on its own definitely I mean every every scene serves a purpose in you know pushing pushing the story forward everything is there for a reason it all makes sense he doesn't just go off and and get that dude from from Hong Kong for no reason just so that they can introduce the new suit um, right right I forgot how it ties in but I know it does tie in to the rest of the story Right, he needs to like turn his head better. Or he needs to be more maneuverable. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. He also has to fight dogs. Right, he does, and then Heath Ledger has the dogs at the end. Yeah. That he like, Batman throws off the side of the building. <laughs> <laughs> so he can't kill the Joker, who's causing all of this right. harm and damage to Gotham City. Right. But he can throw a dog off of a fucking building. Well, that's you know that's actually an interesting point you raised, Raph, because it's just like well. His whole, like, premise of the character is, like, at the end he's like, Oh, Batman can be more than that. I can do those things. I could kill those people. Pin the murders on me. And it's like, well, so then if if you're going to be, like, hunted for murders you didn't commit, why not just kill this terrorist? Yeah. That's actually, I'd never thought about that until this moment. That Neither actually kind I. of ruins the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ending yeah it's like he's supposed to, yeah the cornerstone of this character is that he doesn't kill people but that he takes the blame for he it. takes the fall for it yeah what the fuck fuck you christopher nolan god damn it this movie's terrible yeah absolutely awful <laughs> shit he should have just let the joker fucking fall at the end yeah god damn it they i mean this is pretty shitty but i mean i don't, I don't know how long after they finished filming uh it was that Heath Ledger passed. But if they had yeah. got if they had gone back into that scene mm-hmm. and had Batman drop him, then we wouldn't have run into a lot of the obstacles that we ran into in in Dark Knight Rises. Right. Right. Because it, it wouldn't it wouldn't have, it got, have it been closed. So, it would have right. closed the chapter on the Joker character. Right. And that would have been that. Right. The, they, they he left him alive because he was going to be a major point in the in the third film. One hundred percent. We just um, all we needed was a throwaway line. Yeah. It was weird that that clown dude. Yeah, it just disappeared after yeah. causing all that havoc. Ooh. Okay, guess right. he OD'd. Yeah, all right, I'll take a small macchiato. <laughs> <laughs> this scene takes place in a Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> Gotham two, City's only Starbucks. Two random, two random uh, cops. Yeah, no more dead cops. Yeah. <laughs> he should turn himself in. Wait, which one is that from? It's in the Dark Knight, where he goes to the press conference. He's like, he's gonna turn himself in. Yeah. And Harvey Dent is just like the darkest, the night is darkest just before the dawn. And I'm reading a script. <laughs> no more dead No cop. more dead cops. Turn himself in. Did you, uh, did you know that, that, uh, what's his name? Gordon? Yeah, yeah, uh, Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. Did you know that Commissioner Gordon didn't die when we thought he died? Oh, yeah, the twist. Yeah. I never understood that, where he, like, goes to his office and like, sorry, I couldn't risk your safety. I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? What's safe? What's it? Yeah, is she safe now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what? She's no safe. You had than to. Pre- she yeah, you. Why did you? For what safety? Like, oh, you stopped the mayor from dying. Oh, yeah, yeah um, that, that didn't really make sense. Um, whatever. I didn't. I didn't catch that the first time, but but someone pointed out to me that he was still 
Lieutenant Gordon when he died. Yes, that's right. And um, I think it was I think it was a buddy, and his dad turned to him and he was like, "Gordon's not dead." I was like, "What are you talking about?" Because he's not a commissioner. Yeah. Gordon's not dead. He's not Commissioner Gordon yet. Brilliant. Brilliant. Genius. God damn it. Thanks, Christopher Nolan. Except it made no sense because he didn't keep his wife any safer. No, yeah, I didn't understand. It was just like, yeah. oh, it's a twist. Yeah, this movie's full of holes. It, it, yeah. I mean, if you really, if you really look at it, well, that's the thing about Chris Nolan in, in general as a writer. It's like he's a great director and he has all these interesting ideas. Yeah. But as a script writer, he's like a little wonky. Like his, yeah. his plots, like you know, if you really look at Inception or if you really look at Interstellar, <sighs> I hate Inception. Yeah. Christopher Nolan kind of suffers from from this this thing where he he writes movies thinking that he's way smarter than his audience right, right. and then as an audience member if you take like five to ten minutes mm-hmm. to actually think about his movies you realize that they're right completely fucking bogus like if you just take like two minutes and think about inception it's it's fucking horseshit like, yeah it's ridiculous but the first time you see it you're like oh my god Christopher Nolan is so fucking smart and he's sitting there just like jerking himself off right. like oh my god I am the smartest filmmaker of all time like you know I'm so <laughs> above everyone else and they will never understand my movies because I am so smart uh, but really he's just a fucking hack right <laughs> who didn't kill Bruce Wayton son of a bitch yeah also like there's a, a nuclear bomb explodes like off the shore of Gotham City and like yeah. No one cares about like the nuclear fallout yeah. that's going to come from that. Like all of the children and fish that will be born with like three heads, and yeah, the what? water won't be drinkable or like. Can we actually? Food. Can we? Can we talk about how it makes no sense that in like the Dark Knight Rises, Gotham City is clearly New York City, and in the Dark Knight, it's clearly Chicago, <laughs> and in Batman Begins, I think it's like Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, Gotham City is all of these cities. It's gro- It grows over time. Okay, it's it's really just it is the all American city. So it can be all of these cities at once, while also being none of these cities. But yeah, it was fucking stupid. But also, it's kind of Pittsburgh in the second one, or in the third one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like it Pittsburgh, is. and also like very much so downtown Manhattan. Yeah, it's like they blow up the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> the they blow up the Brooklyn Bridge and also Heinz Field, where the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah, play. Yeah, what the fuck? Because Gotham, you know, it can be all Gotham these cities. Shifter. Yeah, I want to hear your. your oh bane. my bane! Yeah. <laughs> What the I, fuck was I, that? I, I wondered what would break first, your spirit or your body. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't get the role. Oh, thanks. I did. I auditioned, and yeah. I just did my best Tom Hardy. <laughs> Dude, it was so... The, One, it's a bad Tom Hardy. Two, you're not nearly big enough to be big. Not even close. Nor, yeah. yeah, no. Not, not even close. It's it, Dude, the, watching it in theater... Like, I like Tom Hardy's performance as Bane, I guess, but, like, the... It was so weird watching it in theaters because whoever mixed the sound, like you could clearly tell that his voice was like added into the sound mixing after yeah. the fact, and it like doesn't like fit into the layers of the sound mixing and editing in the scenes. It's like you're this one is of the so... few people I know who can who can pick up on something like oh, sound editing and mixing. You can, ju- you could, I mean, I could tell in the theater while I, I was watching it. I haven't seen it in a while like, because I'm just so it, mad It, it might it. be better, like, on DVD now or on Netflix. But I'm sure if I watch it now, I'd pick up on it. Yeah, pro- I'm sure you would. It's like in the theaters, like in the, the Adobe speakers or whatever, it's like you can clearly tell, like, just where the sound is coming from the speakers yeah. that it's just like, this man's voice is edited yeah. into this scene. And it's just like, it sort of doesn't really match up to what's happening with his face. Just like the way it's being said, yeah. So it's like whatever. I, I thought Tom Hardy did a fine job, but another instance of Christopher Nolan being a complete hack, right? 
fucking wiener. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> you weenie. Terrible filmmaker. Um, but I guess as a whole, the trilogy is pretty good, all things considered. I mean, yeah, it's it's you know it's good. It's good. I'd say it's good. It's it's, it's fine. Good. It, it's fine. It, it 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 definitely. I mean, also looking at it from just like a cultural impact, and like where it came in sort of the history of of comic book movies, it sort of bridged, um, you know, the pre MCU universe and you know what Marvel was doing before and everything that came before that, and then everything that's come after, um, and it really took the genre as a whole to a new level. You know, we talked about how it wasn't nominated for an Oscar and, you know, before the dark Knight, like a superhero movie being nominated for best picture was like completely out of the question. Like even with something like Tim Burton's Batman, like it was, it was a good movie and, but it's still, you know, the goofy gimmicky superhero superhero movies were not taken seriously before this trilogy. And and this was something that, you know, that took the genre to, a place where where it could be, you know, respected in in Hollywood and you know, among other right. sort of established right genres. The MCU has has done that, but like from a different standpoint. It's just yeah. like whether you think the quality of the movies are good or not, they're crazy successful. They're the highest grossing movies of all time. It's just like oh, people respect these things now. They're just yeah. like mainstream. You realize you can make a a good movie that is. That also happens to be a superhero movie, right? Exactly. Like the Spider-Man movies exactly. are great within their own right, but they're you know they're great superhero movies. They're not great as a superhero movie and as something else. Whereas right. you know some of these other MCU movies, you know like Black Panther or something like that, they're good as superhero movies, but you know also you know much more layered and you know reflect on our society in different ways that right. superhero right. movies in the past kind of haven't. And I mean w- without the Dark Knight trilogy, we wouldn't get movies like. Like Logan or or Deadpool, maybe even, even Deadpool, yeah, uh, things like that. Definitely, definitely. Well, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where the MCU goes now and what you know these other companies do with their films because it's like, well, obviously any superhero movie that comes out now is immediately compared to like what the MCU is doing. Yeah, and it's like, well, how you got you can't copy them like you have to do your own thing, and that's yeah. where what where DC is fucking up. They're just like, oh, let's just make a cinematic universe too. Yeah, like, well, they're trying to make a cinematic universe like Marvel and also try to keep the the you know gritty I right. guess not grounded but you know the sort of gritty feel and look of this Nolan MCU and try to blend those two just like hasn't worked for them those yeah but I like Wonder Woman a lot I didn't see yeah. Aquaman but like the Justice League movie the Batman v Superman those movies are like so like grim and yeah. just like depressing to yeah. look at and and watch and, and Suicide like, Squad is probably the worst movie oh I've my ever god seen. that movie that that is that movie is like one of the movies that had the, one of the greatest tra- cut trailers of all time, and then it's just like the movie is garbage. It was terrible. It was. Yeah. I think it. I think I might rank it as the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> you don't like seeing Margot Robbie walk around skimpily? No. Also, her American accent can only be a Brooklyn accent. <laughs> she just and, did the same accent that she and, did in Wolf of Wall Street. Jared Leto's Joker was just like, "What the hell am I? Is this?" Yeah. Thug, it's also going to be thug, impossible thug for anyone to. To, to have a Joker I, character, dude. I I got I got high hopes for Joaquin, my dude. Well, well, I don't I don't know about the movie. I can't, I don't know about the quality of the movie, but Joaquin, dude, he's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, I think he's gonna be. I think a bare minimum, he's gonna be great. We'll we'll see. We'll, we'll, we will see. see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see. Come Oscar time, huh? Yeah, because that's the ultimate validation of what's a good movie. Absolutely. If they you, know what's good better than any. If you're not nominated for an Oscar, you're worthless. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody who's not in the film business, you're worthless. Yeah. 
Thanks for listening. We've been worthless. <laughs> we will see you next time where we might talk about more comic book movies. We don't know. We'll see. Let you let us know. See uh, you, Gary. Bye. Bye. <laughs>